welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, I feel like I'm taller today. Like, I don't know if it's about the chair, but normally I'm not the same height as you, like, on the camera here. It's throwing me off a little bit. Are you sitting on the cushion? I'm not. That's why I'm confused. It's probably... I'm not I, sitting straight I think up. it's the perspective. You should slouch more often. It makes me look taller. I like this. That better? That's much better. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, welcome to the episode today. Welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast. This is going to be a fun episode. We are in the holiday spirits mm-hmm. starting off. We just finished spooky season. Now we're going into the food season. Now we're going into food and family season. <laughs> That's really what it should be, food and family. Yeah, it roughly is. And how's it going, Illuminous? Hey, Illuminous, welcome back. It's muffin time, that's right. Now, it, this is a good time of year. I mean, for those of you who like Thanksgiving here in the United States, mm-hmm. it is Thanksgiving time of year. Uh, so we decided, we're try- before we've talked about food games before, but we're on a board game breakdown right now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, what company embodies food... What what has this theme of like family togetherness, yeah. all this stuff, and we were going to go something like a family game, but then we're like, no. As soon as we saw this one, yeah, we knew this was what we needed to talk about. Daniel, tell them what it is. Today's topic uh, in our breakdown is going to be the gameography of big potato games, because you know one of the biggest uh, side dishes, mashed potatoes during That's right. Thanksgiving. So the bigger the potato, the better. better the Thanksgiving. In my that's that's our saying in my house. Yeah, the only thing is I gotta cut back on like potatoes and stuff like that. Sure. For health reasons. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I gotta lose I'll weight. I'll eat extra potatoes for you, <laughs> all right? I promise you. Yeah, so I gotta lose weight from what my doctor said. I, I, you know what? Maybe that Thanksgiving I'm gonna try and eat every form of potato I normally. Oh, eat. you, you knock yourself out. I, I will. I'll I eat am, some I'm French pushing... fries for you. I'll eat some chips. No. I'll eat some mashed potatoes. Uh, that's maybe even a baked potato for you. No, I'm good. Uh, I, I am going to have mashed potatoes. Uh, I found out that I could have, uh, about two, half a cup of mashed potatoes. Oh, it be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, get a good flavor kick. I mean, and then plenty of other me and my food. wife have decided to go on like a keto style dial or just low carbs, high protein diet. Yeah. And it's actually been doing really well. I've lost 20 pounds. That's so. awesome. You can tell. Clearly you're <laughs> shorter. You're, you lost 20 pounds this way. You're getting shorter. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. You keep keep, keep that up. Like you're gonna, <laughs> the next podcast, I'll be like a foot above you. You know. You wish you're the shortest one in our group. <laughs> no, I'm not. Our mutual friend Dom is. He's Dom shorter than he you. He is shorter than me. Not by much. Not by much. No. <laughs> and it's funny because we got the short fries. I am fries the on... youngest of the group. It's funny we got apparently. the short fries on the other side of the table. This way we can still see the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you and our our friend Gamehead Geek always sit with your back to the wall, so the TV's behind us. And it's great when you're just like, yeah, I'm working out. All right, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, <laughs> you usually, just see us stare over our shoulders. Usually when we do the stare to the TV, he starts talking about like, hey, I just uh, I came up with this game idea. He starts, and we just kind of glaze over. <laughs> no, that's when you start passing out. It's like, so let me ask you about this. <laughs> just completely conked out. Yeah, but before we get into the the topic, and better the board, than turkey melatonin. <laughs> uh, uh, before we get into the topic and some board game news, uh, there's two things I want to talk about. Oh, this first is off, news to me. First off, our well wishes for the people in Iceland in Gridavik, I think is what it's called. Yep. Uh, they they had to evacuate in the entire town because it looks like there's going to be a volcano or fissure opening underneath the town. Yeah. So our thoughts and uh, wishes, well wishes for you all, for you to get be safe and hope everything goes okay. Yep. 
uh, sad that you have to evacuate your home and all that, yep. but at least you're safe and your family's safe. So, sure. uh, yep. about that. Second thing I want to talk about, and we did talk about this, um, this is not going to be on our news segment because I don't know if you put it on yours, but, um, our friends decided, uh, uh, level 99 games not to uh yes. pay uh for advertisements and for um they're going to use it for artists and stuff like that so we're taking it upon ourselves to say they got a kickstarter live right now on kickstarter uh it's for bullet it's the uh, two expansions for bullet mm -hmm. uh i backed it i'm spending actually a lot of money on it because i backed it and i also bought the two extra albums i don't have oh yeah so and just to say <laughs> The, first off, this is not a sponsorship. No. Level 99 has not contacted us. They're just friends of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And when we saw the email that they were going to do this, they're they're testing it out. They're seeing if if the if paying for advertisement, which I get, I think the email said something that's like a quarter of their budget or some extreme amount. Yeah. If that was worth their time to actually do that, um, then they want to see if that is. So their newest bullet expansion is on Kickstarter right now. Show some love. Two. Um, bullet Palette uh, and yeah. Bullet Pet, I think is what it's called. Yes. yes. Um, which we'll pull up. We'll put a link in, in our description as well. But, um, yeah, they're, they're not paying for advertisement. So word of mouth is really important. And they're actually taking that money to pay for artists and, and help, you know, promote the scene and stuff. So they're doing good things over there. We love them. Yep. So go check them out. Yep. And I just dropped it into our Twitch chat. So... Follow us live, and you'll get to uh, see these kind of links and stuff like that. Oh, that art. Oh, it my looks God. really is good, that right? like a pumpkin thing? Like, what is that? <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. I purposely have not seen it yet, but they're already, you know, double their funding goal, so it's going to fund. Yeah. Uh, already has so 1,200 backers, yeah. so. A few more weeks to go, so seriously, go go back it. And um, Mario Fanatic says he recommends BattleCon and Millennium Blades for them as well. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, uh, let's get into our episode today. We're going to talk about Big Potato Games, but before we do that, Daniel, let's get into the news. I thought right. I should have some, like, newsy theme, right? <laughs> you know? No, we're good. <laughs> Singularity.exe. Right, well, we'll see. look into that uh, in oh, a little okay. bit. For sure. Uh, but in the board gaming news, I have four pieces of news. You have four pieces yep. of news as well. First one I want to talk about is the Eschen Spill. Uh, that just happened about a month ago, mm -hmm. uh, early September, I believe. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, roughly two months ago, but it's been a while since we talked about the news. Mm -hmm. uh, they released their statistics roughly a month ago. This is one of the first pieces of news I picked up. They had 193 turnstile visitors, 1,000 turnstile visitors. 193,000 yeah. turnstile Which visitors. is crazy numbers. But it's a five-day event, so yeah. keep that in mind. And the way turnstile works is they just add in the numbers from day For one, one to day, day two, two to day, day three. three. Yeah. So, but still, one hundred and ninety-three thousand right. people, right. or at least uh, turnstile yeah. turns over a five-day period. Yeah, that's forty thousand a day. <laughs> yeah. Alone. Alone. That's yeah. if everything was average, which we know, like the the first like day or two. First or couple of days are the, the yeah, busier days the because one. that uh, no the first couple no, days. Saturday is the big one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, but like like I don't know if it goes Tuesday through Saturday or or through Sunday or whatever. But I think the last day, if it's on a Sunday or Monday, it's going to be slow. But then definitely like the midweek, like a Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no way that's busy. I don't know. A lot of people go there. It's one of my dreams. I wouldn't mind going to Eschensville one of these days. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Summer next year. <laughs> 
No. Everyday Board Game Podcast will be talking about Exodus. <laughs> I no, no, no. We'll talk about it, but no. We'll no. Talk about it. Yeah, uh, I never said we're traveling. Yeah, the the only it would be great. the only one we're traveling to for sure is Gamma. Yes, we have our tickets already to uh, yes. take care. Which so stay tuned <laughs> in March. March. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's only five months away, but stay tuned for March when we when we actually. But get another big thing about the Eschen Spiel too is they had nine hundred and thirty five exhibitors from fifty six nations. That is more than a fourth of the UN recognized <laughs> yeah. countries. That's like fifty-six different nations and nine hundred and thirty-five exhibitors. I don't um, think there's that many countries in Europe alone. <laughs> if they got something from every country in Europe, I think they're still down probably another like ten countries at least. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's crazy to think about how many people were there. Yeah. Uh, should get the Israel and Hamas to play some board games together. Yeah, let's not talk about that kind yeah, of thing. Too political, too political. <laughs> too We're political. Not talking, uh, ooh, there's, ooh, a, ooh, there's a lot of stuff going there, but oof. Uh. Speaking of Edison, what else? <laughs> uh, that's all I had was the 935 exhibitors, 56 nations, and 193,000 turnstile visitors. That's that's impressive. Uh, speaking of big turnouts and amazing, amazingly large numbers... The first piece of news I want to talk about was something that I remember seeing on social media a number of months ago, mm-hmm. where Hasbro was trying to ha- hire for the the chief Uno player, and they were offering pretty big money. Well, somebody got hired for it, and I saw a CNN article about this alone. It's one woman who who is the chief Uno player, okay, and they pay her two hundred seventy seven dollars an hour. An hour, now. I was thinking about it, and first off, I think this is absolutely brilliant. Honestly, you could pay me $277 an hour to play Uno. I I would gladly play (laughs) Uno. Even if you pay me for one hour, (laughs) gladly. No, but, like, so what she does is she actually, I think, sets up, uh, like, a little pop-up booth and stuff in different places. Mm -hmm. I think she lives in New York or or works out of New York. um, Yeah, in the middle of New York, yeah. Yep, in the middle of New York. And she shows people how to play Uno Quattro, which is that the, new the little one, dice yeah. slidey thing. And so she's only playing it against one person or a couple people at a time and showing them how to play it. And I was like, man, $277 an hour. And that that's amazing for a couple of reasons. First off, that's she only gets paid for four hours a day. She doesn't get a break. She's very part-time. How about even then? Four but she hours has to travel into New York, first off. Secondly, she has to be, like, out in the elements, okay? So that justifies a little more cost. But most importantly, you have people who are saying, this is the most ridiculous thing, how are they justifying paying this much? But she's getting all this press on social media, all this press on TikTok, and just because of that number alone, people are talking about it. It was on CNN. You can't tell me that marketing team isn't knowing what they're doing right now. They're paying her that much to get that number in the news. And I think, That's big, awesome. I think the big part of the reason why New York specifically is because, again, it's one of yes. the, it is the major city in the United <laughs> States, right. and it's going to get people to talk. Right. Exactly. But even then, two hundred and seventy-seven dollars an hour for four hours a day. She's making more in four hours than some teachers are making in ten hours. Right. Oh no, she <laughs> makes way more money than me. But that's not the point. The point is, if you think about how that marketing team is doing it, like they could spend a that's a small fraction of what they would be paying for commercials. Yeah. Or paying for like Facebook ads or whatever. It doesn't matter. 
but they're paying a single person, and look at all the press they're getting. That is a great... I love guerrilla marketing like that. Yeah, and what really the thing do. about it, too, is I know you're talking about, like, that she has to travel into New York and stuff like that. That's probably sure. in the contract that they pay for her to take the trains into New York. Probably gave her a pass or something like that. Well, maybe, but it, the article never said anything about it. So that would make but sense. That might, like, be, that might be something yeah. that's in, like, the, the minutiae, so... Right. Yeah, it might be part of it. Mm-hmm. Or it might just simply be, hey... Like, no, you, like, we're paying you to travel there, and that's where you set up, right? Yeah. You know, and that might be part of her costs. That might be part of it. Maybe she had to buy her own table. I don't know. I mean, I doubt I it. I doubt I that. really doubt it. But I'm saying that number alone, I love it when companies do this, like, extra level marketing, where it's like... Sometimes can... it's good, sometimes it's not. Well, I think this is a very good thing, because it got more people's eyes on on uh, board gaming. You know, so another example of it, I was watching a chess video today about chess experts. Don't don't get me wrong. Uno is a board game in a sense, but it's not putting people's eyes on the actual hobby itself. I don't think it's hurting it, though. No, it's keeping their eyes on basically the mainstream. Sure. Because that's the company that can afford it. I I get that. I was watching a a video about, it was like a chess uh, grandmaster. He was doing like one of those wired answered videos and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And and one of the questions was was the cheating scandal from one of the players like good or bad for the hobby? And he was like, actually, as a whole, like it was a really terrible thing what happened. But as a whole, it got a lot of people suddenly interested in chess and talking about chess, and their eyes became on. Like, I'm sorry, I, I get what he's saying. It's interesting. Yeah, there's there's a what is it? I think it's the was it a Barnum and Bailey or something like that. There's the there's no bad press, there's only press or something like that. Yeah, I disagree with that. But I'm saying if, if even like a bad article of somebody potentially cheating can drum up this much interest in a game that's thousands of years old, overpaying somebody to play Uno, that's a pretty big thing. Like, I, I that's a much better way to, that's a much better press is what I'm saying. Yeah, so. but even then, it's, it's always going to put... Um, eyes on the market so illuminous knows the article or knows what i'm talking about anyway (laughs) what's your next piece Uh, my next piece of news is a sad piece of news for people who buy uh online and retail and stuff like that because you know some people don't have nflgs nearby they have to buy either through like amazon or some of these Mm -hmm. big market companies well one of the earlier big market companies is no longer selling board games and that's cool stuff inc Mm -hmm. uh they finally rolled out that they're no longer selling board games they did a mass sell off all their board games uh they will still sell like magic gathering and other ccgs i'm probably assuming larkana is going to be one they keep they're going to be keeping uh, what's the other one Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon stuff like that but yeah they yeah magic uh it's uh, it's still going to be online. They still have their physical stores, but it's mostly going to be the online card trading stuff like that. But yeah, right. it is. Cool stuff Inc. is gone. So uh, if you're really from going the board from, game from the board yeah. game standpoint, yeah. But if you're still going to go into, yeah, if you can get to your FLGS, I highly recommend going to your friendly local game source for Port Local. Mm-hmm. But if you can't, Game Nerds and uh, Miniature Market right uh, Miniature Market are still out there. Uh, we mm-hmm. just recently lost another one about a year ago, too, uh, out of Oregon. Fun Again? Fun Again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun Again just went out earlier this year, and now it looks yep. like uh, Cool Stuff Inc. is gone, too. Oh, yeah. We also have Boardlandia, Game Nerds, Noble Knights. Yeah. yeah. And also... I'm uh, a big fan of Noble Knights because I can find some out-of-print stuff with them. Right. That's true. That's true. And I and I was the one who told you about them. Like, mm-hmm. And I have never ordered from them, but it seemed reputable. And, but one thing, I'm just going to give a quick shout-out then. Uh, one of our early supporters was another podcast 
tabletop, tabletop bellhop. bellhop. Yes, and and he runs a whole website about like finding deals online. So yeah, again, go check him out. If you don't have an FLGS, go support their channel and then check out the website he runs, and yeah. you can get plenty. And of you'll deals. see him like in different Facebooks. He'll put up a post about uh, the Amazon deals and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, if you go onto X, formerly known as Twitter. They have uh, links in there and stuff like that. I've mm-hmm. I've walked away from X year a uh, year ago. Yep. Yeah, we're done with that. We're, so we're done. Fine. So. Yep. All right. The next piece of news that I wanted to talk about was a new game announcement, which normally we don't tend to talk about new board game announcements that much, unless, <laughs> unless. It's a designer we quite like. Mm-hmm. And they announced it, and it's not even coming out for like another year. I think it's 2025 from Devere. This is called Cities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's from Bill Walker Harding as a co-designer. Yeah. The other one is Steve Finn, which I had no idea either of these two gentlemen had any conscience or, or whereabouts or understanding of each other at all. Yeah. How would they start talking? Now, they both make similar style elegant oh, yeah. games. games yeah. yeah. Have you played any Finn games? I know you played Biblios, right? Biblios, and there was another one. I just can't yeah. think of it off the top of my head. Sunset on the Water is a really yeah, cool that one. one. Uh, no. Um, Sunset on the Water is the... Uh, yeah, there's Herbaceous. Have you played Herbaceous? No, but I did see that when we were at Gamma yeah. last year. Yeah. But anyway, like I, I have a few of his games. I do really quite like them. Uh, specifically Biblios. That's that one's awesome. But Biblios is fun. Uh, knowing what he is capable of and what Phil Walker Harding does, granted, I will give it a little bit of a downplay. You look at the tiles that have four squares of different colored terrains on it. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of similar to something Phil Walker Harding has done twice before. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know how different it is. I'm sure it's different. Speaking of Phil Walker Hardy, but I should be getting sp- uh, Spellbook tomorrow. Say what? <laughs> I know. I suddenly ordered it. I think I put it on my list. Um, I think but you yeah, did. I, don't I hope know. so. Either way, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm excited for this news. It's a long way out, but again, it's one of my favorite designers. Cool stuff. Awesome. Check it out. All right. So my next piece of news here is another uh, sad piece of news, but not too sad. Uh, Formal Ferret Games is shutting their doors. Uh, they are just stopping. Uh, I didn't read the thing. They had a Kickstarter that still needs to be filled. Yep. But luckily, All Play is taking over Formal Ferret Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to be printing, what was it, the Wordsly, or Wordsy and Networks. Those are the other yep. games. They're also going to finish off the Kickstarter High Rise Ultra Plastic. Uh, and they will finish fulfilling it. It looks like it will fulfill in quarter three of next year. Cool. So, uh, so the Kickstarter backers, you guys are still going to receive your game. Nothing's going to change there, except for it's going to be under All Play now, rather than Formal Ferret Games. Right. I think the Gil Hova, he's the one who owns uh, uh, Formal Ferret. Formal yeah. Ferret. I've met him before. He's he's not a bad guy. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, I've only met him the once, like many many years ago. Yeah. But. Seems like a cool, cool dude. Uh, hope him all the best. You know, whatever, whatever happened. Yeah, I don't know exactly yeah. what happened. It doesn't say too much, but I know he's stepping away from the board game itself. He's been mm. actually working with a company that does uh, battle robots. Oh. He's been really getting into that from what I was reading okay. and researching on this. So, yeah, he's not going to be dealing with anything in the board game world. He's not going to be playtesting. He's not going to be creating games. He's going to be concentrating on his battle robot. Well, good firm. deal. Yeah, and that, that's awesome. Good deal. All right, the next one I wanted to talk about was a Kickstarter that was just announced, and it's not even starting yet, but you can go check out the preview page and <laughs> save. I thought this was going to be on here. Yep, as soon as they announced it, and because they're my buddies. Yeah. You know, and again, friends of the podcast, 
from Thing 12 Games, Puppy Pile, is their newest game that they just announced. Now, I had heard about this game probably at least a year ago, maybe two years ago. I forget when I when I first heard about it, but mm-hmm. I know that that was the next game on their docket. Um, go show them love. Small small publishing company. Yeah. Go check them out. Uh, Puppy Pile. I don't know how the game works. I am just giving them endorsement because I've liked almost everything else that they've made, and this has some of the most incredibly adorable art. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's I, not cats. Yeah, I just saw a preview <laughs> about it too. Uh, I think you posted it on uh, mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah, I shared it to my Facebook page. But yeah, Thing Twelve, they they can't afford like like massive advertisement yeah. either. So again, support your local publishers. Level Ninety Nine, Thing Twelve, uh, Thing Twelve, all of them. Yeah, good peoples. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so my last piece of news here is uh, we don't normally talk about games and stuff like that, but I, th- I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, this is video game to board game adaptations. We got two games that are coming from the video game world to board gaming world. Mm, yes. Uh, just recently... Uh, How did C- you know this wouldn't be on my list? Because <laughs> you don't like either one of these games, I don't think. Uh, I don't remember what they are. Simon uh, already did a God of War card game. It didn't really get all that much love. I had it for a little bit, looked at it, never played it. I was like, no, it's just not going to get played. They are going to do a miniature version of God of War. Uh, This is based in the Viking series of the God of War, not the Greek series, even though it's Kratos coming over from the Greek time. But it's going to go to crowdfunding. And the other one here is Diablo. The, this is going to be a board game, and they're also going to be releasing an RPG with uh, that as well. And it's coming from the company Glass Cannon Games, who also did the adaptation of Frostpunk. And I think they've done a couple oh, okay. other video game adaptations cool. to board games. So, yeah, moving that over. These two coming out. Both are going to crowdfunding. I'm interested more in the Diablo one because I've always been a Diablo fan. I played a little bit of the newest Diablo because it just came on one of my systems. But uh, I... I I gotta look into it. I don't know too much of what they're gonna do. They just announced that it's gonna happen. It's also gonna be doing yep. an RPG. And the thing with Simon, I'm kind of getting hesitant with their crowdfunding because yep. they they do them so short. The they just released one right now that is like 14 days or something like that. Yep. Uh, for the well, DC uh, deceased. Well, they were always kind of known for being like a pre-order system. Well, yeah, but they used True. to give you like 30 days this way because they're pretty darn expensive so yeah. that's why i wish like cmon and stuff like that would go over to like GameFound because mm-hmm. GameFound has the stretch pay so you can just pay monthly payments that's what i've been doing with uh, that's what i'm doing with the riot locket games for uh the the newest one that he did uh caravan i almost wonder if um how they do that if you do the stretch pay at GameFound, mm-hmm. does that mean that the the publishing gets it in segments or do they get it up front and then you're uh, repaying GameFound, you know what I'm, I mean? I'm not exactly how it works. I just know, like, for me, I'm making, I think it's like $50 payments for my uh, Caravan, plus all the extra stuff that I got on it, uh, mm. for $50 payments, like, uh, until January. January will be my last payment, so. Yeah. I, I like that idea, because this, this way people don't have the FOMO, but they're not breaking their banks. Like, right. say, if it's a $500 game, they can make... Get a hundred dollar payments a month rather than five hundred outright. I've been increasingly like just not backing Kickstarters, yeah, even more so than normal because of, because of how expensive and you have to they wait are. years to yeah. get it, right? You know, and not and of course, right? I get it. Like you're pre-ordering it, you're supposed to be helping fund it, but I mean, if it's like three hundred bucks and I don't see it for two years, like it, it's less exciting. It really is, but 
Oh well. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I uh, there's there's I have backed a lot of Kickstarters this year, mm -hmm. but it's more so with <laughs> games that I know I'm gonna enjoy or it's gonna come uh, to fruition. You know what I mean? And quickly, like yep. the Marvel Dice Throne or the X Men Dice Throne that just happened. I know I'm gonna get it next year because yep. that's what they did with the Marvel. Uh, with the Ryan Lockett ones, I know I like his games, so I sure. can wait a little bit on his stuff. But I know he right. pushes it out pretty quickly. Right. Uh, it's he those, has the sound, no. Yeah, it's the like stuff for um, not Simon, but who's the other one? The ones that did uh, Reaver or Reavers of Midgard, and last night Gray Fox games. Gray Fox. I'm yes. very hesitant with them because they have shown that it's just going to be slower to, and it's going to take about three or four sure. years before you get it. Another thing with Academy Games, I'm still waiting on my Stellaris, and I think it's about two years overdue. Good. So, yeah. so well. Your last piece of news. All right, and my last piece of news, and yeah, Luminous thing, totally done with Simon from <laughs> Um, My last piece of news is just a wild, wild story okay. that I saw, and this directly affected me. Um, and it's not mm -hmm. bad news. It mm -hmm. ended in a happy ending, so check it out. So, uh... Tiny Epic Games, I've always backed their stuff. I love their games. Every single time a new one comes out, this is two pieces of news, technically, we got. Yeah. Um, every time a new piece, uh, a new game gets announced, I'm always in the back it. So this last one that they um, announced prior to the most recent announcement, the last one they did a Kickstarter for was Tiny Epic Crimes. Yep. And it was like a deduction crime-solving board game. Very cool, right? Yeah. And they were on their normal slate of getting it. And then a number of people got emails saying, hey, we're about to send out. It got shipping notifications, and I got the shipping notification. And for the longest time, it just sat dormant. And it, the weirdest thing, it just said, delivered. Like, it didn't say where it came from, where it went. It just, said, it was it just said delivered. Done. Problem solved. And apparently it affected quite a few people, and a lot of people did that. You being one uh, of them. <laughs> there, I know of three people in this city alone who backed that Kickstarter, and only one well, of us got, yeah. got the Kickstarter for it. And so I was like, huh, okay, that's kind of weird. And then sure enough, on this last Kickstarter, they, they were talking about the shipping problems, how to fill out a form. It's like, hey, look, this is what's going on. We're looking into it. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Although the distribution company said that they got it, or sold it, and everything like that. Um... And then the last post, if you have not seen this, is wild. Apparently, a whole pallet of their product was stolen somewhere in transit. We don't know who it was or whatever. But there was a Facebook post that somebody who, who was just like a pallet buyer and just seller yeah. of materials, they posted, hey, look, a brand new game is coming out. And they had Tiny Epic Crime and the expansion up on the top of the box showing off. And people are like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, the backers don't even have it yet. How do they have a pallet of it? Turns out, those missing packages that, that I was affected by, because they just said that it was, apparently they had lost the pallet. Mm-hmm. And it turned up in this guy's Bet you it's the same warehouse. guy who hit the delivered button. Probably, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, I doubt... I, I don't want to assume what Gamelin's going to do, but I doubt they're working with that distributor again. Um, Especially when they said, yeah, no, everything's fine. We got everything we need. And right. once everything started getting investigated is when they're like, yeah, we're missing an entire right. pallet. And then, but when they found that out about it, they they started talking to law enforcement. They started pestering them. People started like getting on the case about this reseller. And they went along when the police 
approach the reseller <laughs> and talk to them. And apparently now, in this guy's defense, he yeah. did, like, and I don't want to, like, assume anything, no, but yeah, yeah. according to the post, it seemed like this person was like, hey, I didn't he know this he, was... He, yeah, he thought I he bought a legitimate stuff. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm sorry, here's all the product, like, and he didn't, like, try and ask for his money back, nothing like that. So, it, it was all a happy ending. They ended up getting their product back. I mean, personally... Like it's and it, I, everything seemed absolutely honest about it. They even yeah. had pictures of like the police officers walking into like <laughs> the, the area, the, right? Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And so I'm totally fine waiting for my game, knowing that that's more or less a happy ending for what happened. I mean, it's a terrible, an annoying thing that happened, but it all ended up. They found it thanks to the sluice online that found it. Yeah, thanks to being like a a pretty understandable reseller. I mean, unfortunately, he was out of money, but doesn't look like they're going to prosecute or anything, so that's probably good. But yeah, you know. well, uh, honestly, he didn't know it was stolen property. He could have been charged we for, re- yeah, we, for we receiving stolen property, but uh, he gave it all back. Uh, yeah, it's he, like he of, may he may actually be going after the person who sold him the pallet, probably so, to get his money. Yeah, back. if that's the case, I'm I would be. You know, yeah. But, in all honesty, that that's crazy. And the thing yeah, is, is wild. we we even seen like the distribution stuff has been getting hit crazily. There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Games basically distributed their last two Stefan Felds by themselves. They airlifted it to America and yeah, then America. Yeah, so problems last time. Yeah, because because of the last four, uh, and people were saying like this was happening. They were missing stuff. They're like, fine, we're just gonna do it ourselves. And now you see this one with the distribution for Gameland Games. It's yeah, makes you question it. Yeah. Right? So again, support your friendly local game stores. <laughs> yeah, and also your other bit of news about Gameland Games. Yep. And so on that final post where they're like, hey, look. Time to fill out the last bit of surveys, get it all taken care of. You know what? Uh, you've seen the backstage of cons, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and just another thing to add to it, they did announce the newest Tiny Epic series, Tiny Epic Cthulhu, which has a spinner. Mm-hmm. But if there's one designer who can make a spinner <laughs> good, it's Scott Alm. So, I normally if any game was like, hey, it has a spinner in it, I'm like, I'm out. Because, <laughs> no... Because no, nobody has ever made a working spinner. No. They haven't. I don't know. The spinner in uh, that one game that we Massive played... Massive Darkness was fun. No, it wasn't right? Massive Darkness. It was mm-hmm. the... It was the Merchant Cove or something? Oh, like yeah. Merchant's Cove. Yeah. I thought it was Massive Darkness. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, Merchant's Cove. Yeah. yeah. That was fine. Yeah, it was just... But... A, I like that game just because it's just... Everybody's playing different right. mechanics. Oh. <laughs> I like that part. It's just... Almost every spinner has just been bad. Like, I mean, they need to go fidget spinner status and get some bearings in there, you know, for me to really trust <laughs> Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be really expensive. Yeah, exactly. Get a roulette wheel in here. Alrighty, with that being said, you want to get into this? That's right. Big Potato Games. Man, just thinking about that makes me hungry. I want some potatoes right now. Let's do this. They are a uh, company that hasn't been around for too, too long. I mean, it's been a few years. A few but... years. 2002, I think, is one of their first games. Yeah, exactly. Um, Big Potato Games is a company that that's as versatile as its vegetable namesake. That I love that. I mean, I've never read this before. That's great. We turn our hands to everything from quiz games to party games, kids games to toys. Sometimes do we develop and bring to market homegrown ideas. Sometimes we nurture other people's. I'm surprised they did plush potato pirates. Ah, I believe that. Yeah, so we brought up their their games. We're going to put them, and as with our normal board game breakdowns, talk about what's your 
or talk about your thoughts on these games. If you played them, let us know. But we're going to break down their whole history, their gameography of games since the beginning. Mario Fanatic says, if we're just talking about the spinner itself spinning right, life honestly does it pretty well. The game of life. Oh, no. No, no. It, I'm going to disagree with you very strongly, Mario Fanatic, because, and I'm going to tell you why, one of the jobs is the repairman in life. And Do you remember this? So if you spin it and the spinner flies off of the thing, you have to pay the repairman $10,000 to put it back. That's one of the jobs, and that's one of the few special abilities that goes on in the game of life, <laughs> which is amazing, but, I mean, it works okay. But still, oh my goodness. All right, anyway. First let's... game on the list here is Linky. Linky. All right, did you want to flip the coin and see who talks about it first? Sure, go ahead. I mean, I have played Linky. I go do ahead. know what it's about. Okay, cool. So I'll just, I'll just go first. Linky is pretty simple. Your every card has five different questions, and they all have some kind of commonality amongst them. Okay. You're, so you're trying to answer these fairly simple games, um, and you then you have to figure out what the commonality is amongst the questions. So like one question might be, oh, um, like George Washington was fabled to cut down I what type Spanish of tree, region. right? Yeah, uh, what kind? What type of tree? Cherry tree. All right. Um, a a tomato is not a vegetable, but a fruit. Uh, and so it's asking questions like this, and you're trying to figure out, oh, what is what's the commonality? Oh, it's fruits or whatever. I mean, they wouldn't have some of that obvious. Yeah. I'm sure if we picked up like a question, it would make a lot of sense. But that I only had the Spanish ones. So <laughs> uh, check the back of the box. That should work. I don't think that's in Spanish. That is absolutely it. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, persona que no esta loca. Alright, obviously. I'm not great at Spanish, so I apologize how bad that was. But yeah, you're just trying to find the link, the commonality amongst all of them. What? Let's move it on to the next game. Did, did I say something offensive? I, I apologize. The I game of best. 49. We actually both played this one together. Yes. Uh, originally, uh, they had this originally, and I think... Uh, Breaking Games, Breaking Games was the original one. Oh, Breaking Games was the original. Okay. Yes. Uh, this one is uh, you. All, everybody starts with forty nine dollars, and if I remember yeah. correctly, uh, it's about bidding and auctioning, right? Yes. So, uh, zillionaires or zillionaires on Mars is the one from Baked Potato. Okay. Or big big potato. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's an auction game. You have forty nine spaces, seven by seven grid, um, and you're auctioning off each individual space, trying to get four in a row. Okay. But there's payouts, which makes it really cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember that. There's certain cards I'll flip over. It'll pay you off depending on where you have your chips out. Mm -hmm. um, if there's in certain rows, they'll pay you $7 each because 7 and 49 are the themes in this game. Yeah. Um, it actually worked really cool. Uh, it was neat. I liked it when we played it. Mm -hmm. I still own my copy, by the way. I do genuinely enjoy it. And here's the one that everybody loves. I like this game, but I have issues because I can't wash my hands. And this is Clask. Clask is amazing. Clask is a great game. I like it. But my big issue is I can't watch... Uh, if you like air hockey, you're going to love Clask. It's pretty much air hockey. You're using magnets instead of, you know, air. And you're basically trying to outscore mm -hmm. your opponent. Uh, I think you you could decide what the threshold of points is, but you're just trying to outscore oh, your no, opponent. It's, it's like six, I think. Yeah, but you could six. choose to make it a shorter game or a longer sure. game if you wanted to. Oh my gosh, look at that picture. Please click on that. For the viewers at home, I want to see this. That, oh my goodness. Is that a full-size version of Clask? 
Because, uh, yes, loading. I want it. It's not loading. All right, well, that's fine. It was worth it, but... No, I, I, love my, I love my version of Class. They made a four-player version of it as well. Um, brilliant game. But I love air hockey. Like, yeah. I really... Out of all of, like, the the game room games, like, the traditional, like, darts, pool, all those, if I could buy any one and only one, I would buy air hockey. By far. I'd rather have a pinball table. Uh, yeah. I would... Pinball and pool is up there. But air hockey is really classic. Is a really great game. It is fun. Like I said, I just have issues. Like when I'm playing air hockey, I can watch where my hands are going. When I'm playing yeah. under the table, it just I can't make that synapses. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to criticize you for it. And the next game here is Bucket of Doom. I can't Escape, believe I own this one too. Escape from seriously bad situations with the help of seriously useless objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the death dodgy party game when <clears throat> hits the fan. You need a plan. Escape from serious bad situations with the help of serious useless objects. Ever wonder what you would do if you woke up buried alive in an airtight coffin, or you discover you had an alien parasite in your stomach? Uh, is a card-based game in a hawk pink toxic bucket. Players take its turn to share the daring escape from impending doom using one of their personal object cards to escape. So this is Cards Against Humanity, but you have to explain how you're going to survive Describe with them. all the items that you give. So like, click yeah. on click on this guy. That if should, it loads. If it to... loads, hypothetically speaking. Alright, so like, why are these all in Spanish? <laughs> oh no, that was French. Oh, that's French. French. Bro, like what settings do you have right now? Alright. It's what's on Board Game Geek. <laughs> no, right? no, I'm just with it. no, I used to own this one too, but I quickly got rid of it. It was just... It was another Cards Against Humanity style game. Yeah. I don't see this anymore. I don't see it. I like the bucket. The pink bucket was a great to have on the shelf. No, it's... Uh, no, I... Just give me boxes, dude. Seriously. No, I know. You hate on the box. Or the non-traditional containers. And I don't love them, but I just like the way it looks. I, it just looked like a big warning sign, which is the point. Yeah. It was great. And, like, look, the skull is winking at you. That's great. Cordy. Yeah, I know nothing about this one. It looks like it's something to do like uh, quiz plus word game equals QWERTY. Once upon a time, time, a cheeky little quiz from across the tracks made a beautiful word game from the posh house on the hill. Nine months later, out popped QWERTY. Uh, you don't win by just knowing the answer, but by spelling them out with the letters you collect in steel. Keep your eye on your opponents and block them when you can. Gamble on the next letter and right, race to the winning line. So you have to quickly put letters together to answer the question? Hey, look, it's English. That's that's good. Alright, so let's look at one of these questions. There are seven colors in a rainbow. Spell one. And, uh, based on so, the letters you have. So preferably like, red, right? You red or blue it. if you... Yeah. Okay, spell one of the eight planets in our solar system. Sorry, Pluto, you're out. <laughs> I don't know. I hate this. I, I really dislike this. It's Mar bananagrams Mars, right with quiz. M-A-R-S. No, that's fine. It, it's it's yeah no I get it I don't mind Bananagram but it's not a great I game I don't either. care for Bananagram but it I don't know I'd rather adding a quiz version to it I'd rather play Bananagrams than Scrabble <laughs> if if you like this idea I'm gonna make a recommendation for you already Wordorific if you like this idea oh god here we go again it's so much better Gorilla Games yes go check that one out instead all right next one. All right, Mr. Lister's Quiz Shootout. I used to own this one as well. This Perfect. one is kind of fun. Hey, Quiz Slingers. If you love your quizzes like your... I'm not going to say like this. Like your lists, then welcome to my game. I swear it's, it's the same guy. It's an old-style western shootout. 
but with brains for guns. First out, someone's going to ask you a question with a ton of correct answers. Find an answer live or, and live to play another day. Get it wrong and you're out, but find the golden answer and you're into the shootout. So you have to answer as many as you can. But the thing is, like, you make a list of, like, ten correct answers on your list, but then your team will choose which ones you're going to try and quiz them. Because if you both have the same answer, you don't get points. Okay. But you and the other team, if you pull out something that they don't have, that's going to be your goal. Or if you're the first one to say it, it cancels them out. It's been a while since I played it. it. It's a weird box, though. Did you notice the bullet holes on the front? Yeah. Those are actual holes in the box. Are you kidding and, me? And the insert actually made it so you can actually stick stuff through. It's great packaging. And so, like, the cards would sit in the insert inside of, like, maneuvering around those. Hilarious. And then you have a, an eraser that's a mustache. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I don't own it anymore. Yeah, it was I don't... fine. It was fine. It was cool. I like the... It was a quick, you know... You could take this next one, because I know how much you like uh, puns. Obama Llama? Wait, why are you giving me this one? Okay, hold on. I don't know nothing about it, but... Can you find the rhyme in time? Oh, no, I already hate, I hate this so bad. I hate this. I mean, this isn't puns. These are rhymes. There's a difference. All right, welcome to the rhyming game with the funny-sounding name Obama Llama. It is full of weird and wonderful rhymes. You'll come across Cara Devine on a washing machine. Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne on a washing machine. George Clooney doing the Mooney. Okay, that's not even a word. This is stupid. All right, and Harrison Ford swallowing a sword. Your job is to describe or mime these rhymes with your team shouting out as many as they can in 30 seconds time. I hate this so bad. <laughs> I love party games that make that that do funny stuff, but this I don't know. Yeah, does I it, would not want to play this personally. This they, this person looks like they're not having a good time. <laughs> the guy on the right, like he's falling asleep. This the guy's kid's like, lost. She's playing with a play sword, you know. She's Posing for the picture. She's being polite. She was the only one who was aware of it. Everyone yeah. else is just like, no. Nah. Well, she's probably part of like Big Potato Games or something. <laughs> she's the employee. She's the one getting paid $277 an hour right there. She's showing, she's teaching everyone else how to play it, and they're like, yo, this is not pleasant. I think this, so, this lady's worried because this kid's playing with like a butcher knife over here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's probably more fun. All right, the next game on the with knife. <laughs> The next game here is Ashton Scrawl. Ashton Kutcher the Butcher. There we go. Revealing the terrible artist in all of us. Play Scrawl and start off with a loaded phrase. Mm -hmm. Doodle it, then pass it on. By the time your masterpiece of an OAP conga line passes through your friends, weird minds and wonky pins and makes it back to you, things well got. It's basically a, a game of telephone. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's another version of Eat Poop You Cat, which is telestrations. That's the same idea. Um... Yeah, because I think this actually came out around the same time. I might be wrong, but um, yeah, if you scroll down, you'll see that it says that. Commercial re-implementation of the folk game Eat Poopy Cat, which is the same as Telestrations. Um, yeah, I forgot about this. I forgot that they made it. Um, cool. Yeah. Man, moving on. Moving on. I like Telestrations just fine. Rainbow Rage. Oh my goodness, I like the name of that. All right, so game description from the publisher. It's not going to be for us. No, probably not. Red, orange... Yellow, green, blue. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Gray, 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 blue, gray. All right. The colors no, 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 of the rainbow. Yellow. That's true. We can see yellow. The colors of the rainbow. Easy, right? Better think again. This isn't your average rainbow. Big potato are excited to present their most tense all for, 
all for nothing, game to date, Rainbow Rage. The rules are simple, flip a rainbow card, spot the difference, and race to grab the two colors that have been uh, swapped places. Spot a perfect rainbow card with all the colors in the right order, and shout rainbow to pick the color of your choice. Once you've collected every color and built your own perfect rainbow to victory, you're declared the winner. Okay. I like speed games like this, but I don't like what this... Oh, man, we, I mean, we would suck at this game. Yeah. I'm looking at these colors, and they're not bad, but they're not great They're either. bright, yeah. I mean, like, I can't tell on that top one. I yeah. guess it's yeah, purple no, and violet. No. Or, no, blue is on the top. Yeah, that shouldn't be right. There you go. Okay, so what's wrong on this? Red, orange, yellow, blue. Okay, so green and purple. At least I can see the rainbow. Normally when I see a rainbow, I can't um, see all the... I see, like, three colors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree, but, like, that one would just be difficult, you know? Yeah. And, no, this is the same reason why I don't play... Uh, what is it? Quartal? Quartal. Uh, yes. Quartal. I mean, I like the name. I'm sure whoever's not colorblind probably and enjoys would enjoy this. it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems like a good silly find. Oh, yeah. Next yeah. game on the list here is Cinco Linko. I own this one, too. <laughs> of course God, you do. I own like, all of these games. Players take turn uh, placing out their tiles until someone manages to get five in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, with nothing but four stacks of colored tiles, it's no wonder why Cinco Linko, or a.k.a. OK Play, is regarded as the world's easiest to understand game. Uh, whilst this game takes minutes to learn, it takes ages to master. The rules are simple. Use, using your stack of tiles, you try to make a line of five before any of your opponents can. Each tile must line up with the flat side of another. No placing corners at quarters. Okay, it's, uh, just a stacking game in a sense. But no, no, it's not stacking Um, it's an abstract strategy game. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, You, you put them now. adjacent. Your only rule is that you have to put one adjacent to any other any other one and you can't remove a piece that would split it into two groups okay so after you place all your pieces out then you have to start moving them okay and it's literally just five in a row and you could put people in really because there's no board and there's no like confined area yeah. it actually makes it more strategic because you have to make it i, I like, will say this the, like work out colors are hard to see like these two right here are too sure. close yeah no i agree there's been different versions of the game one thing that's really cool about it though you see how they're on the pegs though yeah they stack really well and that thing has a carabiner on it so you put it over the top it's like a lid and that clip actually holds the lid in place so it's literally you can clip it onto a backpack and play it wherever you want okay that's like, not bad the, the portability of it is really cool i think i still do own this in my collection um and i just it's a which we're going to be going through here soon yeah right it's it's cool i mean it's it's a and it's a smart abstract strategy game i forget this thing exists too <laughs> yeah but it's not expensive it's like 10 bucks twin it Okay. You own this one too? I do own this one. I own the Board Game Geek version of this. Oh, okay. And it's really good. All right, so twin it. Don't hesitate. Uh, okay, sorry. Sorry. That's fine. Don't hesitate in this fast-paced pattern-matching game. So, everything looks incredibly busy 100% on purpose. Okay. That is the point. So twin it challenges you to spot pairs of cards on the game table as quickly as you can to set up the main game. Shuffle the double-sided cards. Um, then uh, give each player... A similarly sized stack. Players take turn revealing cards and placing them on the table, leaving all cards visible. Um, as soon as someone matches cards, they, they place a finger on both cards and then take the stack. But here, here's the cool part about it. So, the cards are totally double-sided. There's a lot of different images. You take the top pile of your stack and flip it over and put it somewhere on the table so okay. everyone can see it. Every card that's visible is in play, meaning everything that's been flipped up, 
or the top of any player's stack is vis is in play. So as soon as I flip that that tile over, so uh, until it was my turn, I'm looking at what my top cart tile is because I'm looking at if it's going to match something that flips over. But as soon as I flip that over, I have to forget about that one, look at the new one, see if it matches, it's including my new tile. It's so wild, but it works so well. And like the things are purposefully similar. Uh, the Board Game Geek version has like, like there's meeples for like Carcassonne tiles. Okay. There's um, like like the tickets from like ticket or the trains from Ticket to Ride yeah. or like pieces. And so half of the fun is just naming what game they're coming from, <laughs> or like different iconography. I think there was like the Time Stories like icon, like where it's like the half circle thing. Okay. It's fun. It, this is a really really fun little simple party game. I like it a lot. I'm surprised people don't talk about it as much. I really enjoy it. All right, so the next game on our list is Color Brain, mm. also re-implemented re by Color Brain Go. Mm. Uh, this one is uh, not good at quizzes. Great, because this game will give you all the answers before you start. All you have to do is work out which of the 11 color cards in your hand correctly answers one of the Color Brain's crafty questions. Get it right, and you'd be good. Could be in luck. Now you need the other teams to get it wrong, or walk off with, or they walk off with the points while they turn green, or yeah, whatever words. Yeah. Each target player draws a card that shows a word. The active player also chooses a color card from his hand that shows the color best matching the word. The other players also choose a color card from their hands, answer correctly, and your pawn moves closer to the finish. That doesn't mm. sound too bad. No, I had the Disney version of this, okay. and, and it would give you like say Mickey. And, okay. And they would have a certain number of colors. It's like, okay, black, white is obvious, right? And then red for his shorts. Are there any other colors? What about the buttons? Stuff like that, you know? And so you hey, have the time to figure stakes. out all Thank of you. those. Hey, high stakes. Thanks. Um, appreciate your rating for us. It's fun, um, but you would hate it. Probably. And I got rid of my copy because of that. The, I was like, maybe I'll give it a chance. It should be fine because it's Disney, so let's see. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. It, it's fine. Moving on to the next game. Uh, uh, this one I have not played, but I do want to play. I, I do own this one. The Chameleon. Mm -hmm. All right, The Chameleon. So, a bluffing deduction game for everyone. Each round involves two missions, depending on whether you're the Chameleon or not. Essentially, uh, you played Spyfall, right? Yes. Yeah. This is kind of like that. Everyone gets dealt out a board, and you, you roll two dice, and it gives you the coordinates that are on the board, except one player gets the chameleon card, which does not tell them where they are. Then you start asking each other questions, like, so if it's A3, or actually 2-2, two, two. so 2-2, two, two, uh, the miserables, oh no, I'm sorry, it's not. You go by that, this gives you the code, and then that'll tell you based on the, the card. So everyone can see these cards, so this is visible for everyone, including the chameleon. Mm -hmm. And so you're trying to give clues that are based off of that, so if yours was like the Lion King, uh, you might say, like, King Lear, but, like, that would be pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Is there anything that, it's like, okay, um, upbeat, so, maybe? Like, not give too much clues. I mean, it's kind of upbeat. Um, but, like, Hairspray and Mamma Mia could be upbeat or School of Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so the goal is the chameleon is trying to figure out, um, what the musical is or what the, what the hidden information is. is, yeah. The every other player is trying to figure out who the chameleon is. So that's the game. Mario Fidelis was like, where's the game? That's it. Um, you're trying to suss out who is the one who's not knowing what the information is. So you have to give enough information to prove that you're not a chameleon, and then 
uh, do that and stay in. I just saw a new, I think it's either a new version of this or it's a complete ripoff. Uh, I saw it at, at uh, Five Below and it's called Blending In. And it has a very similar box, but it's like a... Uh, they're they're, they're coming in. up with a picture edition, which we'll get to a little bit later. I saw but... that, but I, there's a new game called Blending In and I think it's this also. It might be a ripoff of it. Might, well, might not be a ripoff, but maybe a because um, it's not. Re it doesn't say re-implemented, so maybe a ripoff. Oh, make a joke about the name. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it just fine. <laughs> Yay, color blindness! <laughs> All right, next up is Can of Squirms. No, nothing about this. No, one. nothing. Uh, re-implements first dates the game. Mm. Uh, okay. Welcome to our seriously awkward adult party game. Can of Squirms is the first game we pack when we head to the bar. It goes like this. Facing some questions designed to make everyone squirm, two players go head-to-head. -head. They have to decide which of them best fits the answer to the question without conferring. Meanwhile, the other teams are placing side bets. Will the pair in the hot seat agree or disagree? Be the first team to reach 10 points, silently agreeing with your teammate when the two of you are faced with an awkward question, second-guessing the decision made by other teams. It's let's, let's pull up the... Sounds the intriguing. Okay, nope. Nope, 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 Let's hope this is better. Dan and Phil. Who's Dan and Phil? I have no clue. Dan and Phil's truth bombs. It's your kind of cover, though. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, first off, designer is Phil Lester. I don't know. All right, wait. Oh, go back up. I'm sorry. Mean Girls? Re-implemented by Mean Girls? Something. Re-implemented by Mean Girls, the... Uh, mean Girls, the party game. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Party game in this party game, Dan and Phil's truth bombs. You're going to write something about everyone else at the table, and they're going to write stuff about you. Can you guess who said what? I can see why it got uh, re-implemented by Mean Girls. Let's look at the at the question. I mean, I already can see what this is. It's like you're just trying to figure out who who said that. So let's see here. Um, uh, it's French again. <laughs> Skunked again. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can find an English question on here so nah, we can read it. No. Nah. I mean, I can attempt to read Spanish. I cannot attempt to read French. So I'm not going to try. Bro. All right. Hey, not my fault, all right? <laughs> Explosively honest party game. Now, I mean, it's just yet another one of those, like, can't do it. Can't do it. All right. Next up here is Zeus on a Moose. Not Zeus on the Loose? Nope. Zeus on a Moose. Interesting. Uh, this is a rhyming charades game with strange sounding name. Inside the box, you come across a lot of weird and wonderful rhyming charades. Your job is to describe. It's basically the other game where we. Oh, it integrates with Obama Llama, so it, they work together. I mean, if it's if it sells, sure, but clickbait. This is a Reiner Knizia game, and I've heard it's trash. So, and you'll like that because you hate secretly hate Reiner Knizia, even though you like his stuff. Yeah. Alright, are you in the market for some revolutionary diet pills? Hair Grown Treatment Center? How about a nice old-fashioned Russian dating website? Well, you soon will be. In each round of clickbait, you flip over a product card, roll the five-letter dice, and use these letters to write an advert for some of the strangest products that the internet has to offer. When you're satisfied, hand over your phrase to the judge once they've picked your favorite. 
a new product gets revealed and the dice are rolled again. The first player to write three pieces of award-winning clickbait wins. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I mean, and not only on top of it, not only does it not look good, did you see that box? It is legitimately an arrow. Yeah, like, no. It doesn't pack. End of day's bunker. Cool. All right. Um, secret swimming technique. Zero gravity restaurant. Fairly accurate. Preg- fairly accurate pregnancy tests. Ogre odor perfume. Grow like, your own toilet paper. Fart neutralizing trousers. I mean. No, I'm good. Uh, this is this is everything I expect from a Kinesia game. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, by your original standards, yeah. Like, like this does not interest me whatsoever, even with Kinesia's name being on it. You know, there's another really good party word game, uh, Wordorific. Again, right, go, go check it. that one out instead. All right, next one here is Weird Things Humans Search For. Laughing at yourself and fellow humans as you see the comments search patterns. Uh, ever wonder what a strange place the internet can be? Well, now there's a game to prove it. Uh, your job is to predict the most popular endings to Google search questions. Example, why can't I own a Canadian and my cat wants to kill me? You get two guesses which you must rank. The more popular your guess turns out to be, the more points you win. Um, it seems okay. I seen like uh, I think it was Wired that does this as well with celebrities where they'll yeah. the, the Google searches and stuff like that. They basically made that into a board game. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I love this name though. Uh, don't get got. That's that's great. All right. Pull out silly stunts on your friends, but keep an eye out for their own schemes. Okay. Looks right. like it's already going to be in Spanish again. So. <laughs> Probably. I know. We saw that one. Uh, Don't Get God is a party game in which each player receives six secret missions. The first player to complete three of these missions wins. You don't sit at a table and complete missions, though. The game is designed to run in the background of whatever. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah. This is like a meta game. Yeah. Like, it's it's so... almost like... Uh, what is that other one? The sneaky card one. Oh, uh, yeah. From Game Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a meta thing. But, like... You, oh no, there was another one by AEG, um, Pretense, that they made where it was like that, where the, everyone had kind of like their own little thing. It's like, oh, well, like, like the if this player touches a rule book, or if they do this, or if this person does this thing. And if something happens, whether it's your cause or not, then you get the score of that, and the first to get three of those wins. This might actually be like a very similar intro, or like version of pretense, but yeah. Don't get got. Don't get got. Hey, look, here's some more. Don't get got. S in edition. Okay. Cool. Anyway, carry on. Dino Dump. This is on you. Uh, Dino Dump is a super fun game for kids based on the classic adult card game. Blankhead. I, yeah, yeah. Blankhead. Uh, cleaned up the name, added some cheeky dinosaurs, and made it much easier to learn. Uh, I don't even know the original game, so... Start by dealing three cards to each player, laying them face down in a row, then deal three more cards to each player and place them on top of the face down cards. Finally hand each player a hand of three more cards. The first player puts down any card they like. The next player must now play a number that's either the same number or as high or higher. If the player can't go higher, they have to pick up the whole discard deck as well as the number of cards there's a bunch of dino power cards you can use such as back to one can't see me once the cards in the draw pile in a player's hand have been used they can start playing the three face-up cards in front of them with those cards have been used out the player must face the three face down cards without looking at them the player the first player to get rid of all their cards including the cards in front of them wins i think i played something similar to this um 
Yeah. I can't say that I'm a, a big fan. But they have a burn deck, so that's... You're that, just Every game I've played that has a burn deck is, is phenomenal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't played this though, so I don't know. But, I mean, it sounds like Bucket of Doom Toxic Edition. Where I talked about Bucket of Doom, carry on. Here's some more Linky. It's Linky, Linky 3. Oh, this is very similar to Linky. In fact, you know, there was actually... I didn't... I don't know if it showed it, but there was actually, like, some celebrity that did, like, an endorsement version of Linky. Uh, I think it was, like, one of the Jonas Brothers or one of, like, like some, like, singer, like, some... Uh-huh. I don't know. Some tween, pop idol, whatever. And he did, like, a version where he's like, oh... I'm showing this uh, is like, the, this is my version of Linky, and that's the one that sells in stores now. Um, right, have a good night. Thanks for joining in. Here goes Obama Llama 2. Obama Llama 2. Cool, we already talked about it. Carry on. Okay, Play Duel, which I think is a sequel. Just the two Lico. tokens. It <laughs> just included half of the token. Yeah. Cool, carry on. Santa Banter, which is Obama Llama, right, but cool. it's a Christmas version. Well, we have, we do need to talk about Christmas versions. Hey, look, here's another one. Don't get got. So, 2018 is the year where they just, you know, re-implemented did it everything to Christmas. Yeah. All right. And this, this is color brain in a different color brain. Yep. Uh huh. Cool. Or a different right. blockbuster. Now a new one. Do you want to do this one? Yeah, this one is, you're basically, you're playing a movie game. Uh, both teams are given a topic, such as movies with dogs. You start with a 50 sec uh, timer. You, relevant, or you, you yell out a relevant movie. Uh, when the buzzer resets, other teams now in the hot scene have to do the same thing. Whoever runs the time out of hand gets the advantage, which takes control of the next round, the triple charades, Jeopardy. And when you go into that round, teams have to guess the movie while you act it out, use one word or quote from it. There's all sorts of strategies in stealing. It's it's neat. I've played this uh, yeah. a couple times. I do enjoy it. I bet you'd be really good at it. Oh, I watch a lot of movies, but I'm not that good at this one. I'd be garbage at well, this Well, the time I played this game with, uh, and this again, Spanish, uh, I played this with other movie buffs, and so I got my butt handed to me with that one. So this one tells you all the different stuff in here, and you're just trying to see if you could name more stuff than other people in inside yeah. of a timer. It's really neat how it works. It's really fun, but yeah, I out of all the games we've talked about so far, this is my favorite. Cool. This is not my favorite. Zillionaires Club would be fun. That would be Game of 49. 22nd Showdown. This seems like it would be pretty straightforward. It's time for two teams to go head-to-head in a Fast and Furious game of ridiculous challenges. Jump into the hot seat, flip the timer, and get going. Uh, choose a player to be the referee, the, or to referee the contest, 22nd Showdown. Each player, or everyone else splits into two teams and sits opposite of each other face-off style. At the beginning of each round, the referee resets the timer with an event... With an even amount of sand in each half. Wait, what? What does that mean? I don't know. An even amount of sand in each half? I don't get it. All right, anyway. Um, oh, I guess it's because it's two timers. Because it oh. says each, when each team's timer runs out. First team to run oh, out of sand loses the round. Interesting. Oh, so you probably have to flip the timer when you succeed at your challenge. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat if that's the case. Resets the timer and the amount of sand. Yeah, see. Oh, interesting. Okay. See how it's like blue, red, and so when you get your stuff done, you flip it, and then, then yeah. now yellow team has to make sure they get their stuff done, and then blue team. Right. Okay, I get how it works. You're basically fighting over the sand timer. Yeah. And whoever runs out loses. 
Yep. So you complete your quite or complete your challenges as quickly as possible. Let's look at uh, one of the challenges. See what do do like. we want to? Because it has not gone our way. No, but yeah, let's, I I want to see. It'll probably be in Spanish. Yeah, it's French, Spanish, something like that. I don't know. What, I said it's Romanian edition box. Yeah. No. Romanian. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. That seems all right. I mean, uh, here's the I'll one play. you were talking about, the Disney edition of Color Brain. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this. One of the, the good thing about this is you can buy it for so cheap. It's like ten bucks. Yeah, it's really inexpensive. So again, if you like, if you're a big Disney fan, this is not a terrible option. All right, Head Hackers. Now I have seen this one. It doesn't even have a description on it, but let's go to so the I, I almost bought this from <laughs> a like, secondhand did. store, but then I realized it's just it sounded really awful. It's a party game about reading minds and stealing clues. Strap on your tinfoil hat and lock eyes with your teammate. In this game, you have to get them to read your mind while keeping everyone else out. Uh, pass on the secret word by writing down three one-word clues. If your teammate shouts out the correct answer, you both walk off with points. Just watch out for the other teams as they'll be trying to get inside your head, second-guess your uh, clue words, and steal your points. Points mean moves on the board. First around the board, back to their home square wins. No, I'm good. Yep. Yep. It's basically just like password, it, but it, with a tinfoil hat. It does come with a tinfoil hat, it so does. there's that. It does. So, great, great component. I see. Uh, your pawns are foil hats. That's good, yeah. Fat mud oink, okay. Pink animal oink. Okay. Oh, it's said, basically kind of oh, depicto like. Oh, so the other team scored by predicting your clues. Okay, foot mud. That's cool. That's All right. Foot. That's not. Foot, that's fat. Or fat. Yeah, but I mean like. Yeah, no. That's what I'm it, it's like, interesting what it's doing, but. Mm, okay. That's not terrible. So yeah, see so your clue. Your secret word is pig. So you're trying to get the clue to what other people do. They're trying to find out what your clue is. Yeah. And they're trying to predict what, what words they're going to give out to. So it's kind of um, like a bit like the crypto. Yeah. All right. This one's you. All right. This seems simple enough. What came first? So two things. Bet what came first. Flush toilet or stop sign. Mayo or ketchup. Statue of Liberty or Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Wait, was it? That's a good question, actually. I think it's Eiffel uh, Tower. I think Eiffel Tower is older. Anyway, reckon... Oh, no, because the person who made the Eiffel Tower also made the... Statue of Yeah. Reckon, you know, which came first, then it's time to put your money where your mouth is. You wager... Like, yeah, it's just a bid. Bid on which you think Yeah, it's right. a bidding game. You it's a bidding party around. game. Yep. Cool. All right, well, look, we got some more color brain here. Okay. Color brain go. Uh, mini color, color brain. brain. Cool. Uh, goat on a boat. Which I'm going to guess is, is Obama, Obama Llama. Let's see. We don't know that. Uh, King Kong yeah. playing Moby King Dick Kong. Moby Dick using a selfie stick. Yeah, it's a bubble <laughs> Get it out of here. Get it out of here. I veto it. Come on now. People these days. Yeah, where is, where do, okay, there we are. People these days. How dare they? Rolling Stone rock and roll party game for anyone who's ever heard a song. Okay. I mean, I would play this because I, you know how much of a music head I am. All right, Rolling Stone is rock and roll music game for anyone who's ever heard a song. You don't have to be the music buff to win this game. You just need to know the names of some very famous bands and heard a famous song or two. A uh, player from each team competes in the music buzzer battle. The winner of this round takes an advantage in round two. Triple charades and jeopardy here. Players try to turn, get their team to guess the artist by describing them in one of three ways. Quoting lyrics, humming, or using one word. The first team to collect a disc from all eight genres win. So this kind of... It like, kind of feels like Time's Up. No, uh, It looks like Blockbuster. It kind of does, too. Right. 
But it's like also uh, kind of gives me like that times up vibe where yeah. the next round is like, hey, you either do like a charade or you quote a lyric mm-hmm. or you use one word. That's basically the second and third rounds of times up. If I found this at a thrift store, I would buy it. Yeah, you probably would. The next one, Office Space, the game, the first ever made for the first ever game made for an office. Uh, okay, that's a great movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it really is. I just okay. Anyway, the secret. This is a secret missions game to play at work. Oh wait, you actually play it at work. It was inspired by one of your favorite movies, Office Space. If you love the movie, then you'll enjoy all the in jokes in this game. But still, it's a great game, even if you've never seen it. It works like this: draw six secret missions. This is the secret missions one. This is the yeah. Okay. And you do work this might suck sometimes, but this game will make it suck a little less. That's funny. This is that's you, good. You play okay. it at work. Oh man, I do love that movie. It's a funny, funny movie. I um, very much do too. Oh, you watched it? Okay. Oh, I love the movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah. great. Ooh. I never know which movies you've watched or not watched. Yeah, but that one I definitely that one's have. great. I love it. That's good stuff. So my Steve. Yeah, exactly. Us Weekly, the game, a team party game for anyone who's read about a celebrity. It's rated a 7.7. Five ratings. But, I like the cover. I like how it looks like a magazine. That's yeah, cool. uh, this one's you. No, wait, this one's me. Oh. It's a team party game for anyone who's read about a celebrity. You get ready to roll out the red carpet. Round one. Play... Same it's, one. It's the same one. It, as it's the a... blockbuster one. Yeah. But it's $6 on Amazon. So if this sounds interesting to you, I... yeah. Sure. Herd Mentality. Now, I've heard really good things about this one. Uh, from 2020. Man, they're really stepping it up. This is a party game for families, friends, and cow wrestlers. The aim of the game is simple. Think like a herd and write down the same answers as your friends. It comes with a little squishy cow. That's great. Yeah. Alright. If your answer is part of the majority, you all win cows. Yeehaw. If everyone else writes an answer as matched by at least one other person, but yours... <laughs> uh, but yours is the odd one out, then you land... The angry pig cow and your herd of cows is worthless until you can afford offload it or offload it to someone else. That's fun. So I like basically that. it's kind of Dixit with an angry pink cow. Kind of. It, it looks more like um, I, I don't know if they made the same one, but Green Team wins. Uh, it's similar to that. Hey, look more fridge. Yep. There's the there. Right, there's so the yeah. No, we can't. <laughs> that's a great picture. Mente vacuna. Alright, cool. Her mentality. Right. Looks fun. Here's a Disney version of something. Uh, Disney Sketchy Tales. Uh, like the game telephone, but Disney related. Yep, we already talked so, about Sketchy Tales. Well, okay, yeah, we did talk about Sketchy yep, Tales. It's telephone. P for pizza. Now's your chance to build your own giant slice of pizza. Okay. Uh, this is a quick thinking category game. The aim of the game is to build your giant slice of pizza by winning small triangles of pizza. To win a triangle, you must be the first player to shout out a word that links the category in the letter on the card. Mm. So if the letter is B and the category is a TV show, you could shout Baywatch. If you're yeah. first to shout a correct answer to win this card, now flip a new card and go again. Each round there are three letters and three categories on the table. So you can link any letter to any category. You just need to be super quick. I like that. It, it sounds pretty interesting. Sure. I, I like those speed speed answer games. Um, who designed this one? Uh, yeah. So it comes with a manual H, regular headgear. Uh, Duruk Kikoglia. Okay. All right, yeah, I mean, I, I would play that. I, it seems pretty good. Top of the Pops party game. I'm assuming this is a music trivia game as well. Let's find out. Hey, Pop Pickers, 
Get ready to play a throwback music part. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So this is Rolling Stones. Is it? I'm assuming. Hold on. How to play. Be the first team to collect at least one artist from all eight music categories. The categories are 1960s, yep. 70s, 80s, so 90s, the other 2000, pop of the future, of one-hit wonders, and all-time tar- chart toppers. Yeah. Cool. They oh, really- wait a minute. Hold on. There's a kazoo. Instead of humming, you can play the kazoo. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I'm out. MTV, the throwback music party game. I'm assuming this is going to be the same thing. Uh, based on my kind of the 80s, 90s, and beyond. First to go head-to-head in quick fire buzzer round. One player from each team tries to think of a song to fit the description of head-to-head category before the 15-second timer runs out. Uh, the first person to run out of time loses. it. So this is more of the... Um, the other Block one. Buster. No, no, the... Rolling Stones? No, the the one with sand timer where you're... Oh, okay. Because that's what I said. Head-to-head, quick fire. Before the 15-second timer runs out, hitting the buzzer to throw the mic back to their opponent, the first person to run out of time loses the round. So it's that split with the sand yep. timers, except for you're doing with a buzzer this time around. Yep. Cool. But, I mean, I'd play it because I like music so much, but... Here's uh, Blockbuster Returns. Yep. Uh, muffin Time Rainbow Pack. So... Expansion Did for they muffin make time. Muffin Time? Okay. Yeah, I think it's this one. Now, I've played Muffin Time. They're, one of our regulars at the shop absolutely adores this game. Right, and so brings it very often. Close that one. Let's just move over to this one because it's the big box version of yeah. it. Um, yeah. The, then they play in a group. And they one of the players really, really pushes this game, which is totally fine. They love it. They have fun. It is a straight-up take that game. Uh, like, absolutely, there's nothing about it. Characters, and I remember there was one part where, <laughs> where it, you have to, you prefer this so much, that's fair. And there's certain cards where you could play face down, but you're trying to get rid of all your cards. You have like 10 cards or something. Um, <laughs> oh, Sora! Yes! Yes! So now the player that I'm talking about, right, no, pushes this game hard, right? And there are times where there's like silly stuff where it's like, oh, yeah. well, if another player touches this card that's face down, oh, well, then they get stuck and they have to draw cards, right? Because you're trying to pitch all your cards. Okay. I will say there was a pretty funny moment where I walked over to people um, playing this game and they were, I guess, trying to hold their breath. Mm-hmm. So I started throwing the worst jokes I knew. Oh, like, God, this is the one you were telling fire. me about. All right. Maybe, yeah. I mean, just constant rapid fire, just like. Like, yeah, you were telling me that you were throwing, like, all sorts of bad dad jokes. As many bad dad jokes as I can. It's like, you know, what a <laughs> three-legged dog walks into the old Western Tavern, says, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw, and just watches people go, <laughs> and just, like, squeeze <laughs> up. That was funny. So it leads to stuff like that. Um, but uh, just like any other take that game, it can be really chaotic. Anyway, yeah, that Sora knows exactly what I'm talking about. Thanks for joining us, Sora, by the way. That was beautiful timing. Oh my god. More leaky. Yep. More uh, color brain. Yep. The Muddles. The Muddles. card game combining two real animals to make a new one. Okay. Apparently, Illuminous had one last four hours muffin time. Oof. Oof. Okay. You collect cards and combine two real animals to make a brand new one. The rarer the Muddle, the more points you win. The players with the most points, when the deck runs out, wins. Okay, so Pig and Frog is a pog. Okay. I'm not sure I understand the game. I think this is more of a kids game kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's six, six plus, plus weight one. But I'm sure a lot of theirs are weight one, you know. All right. Anyway, I see the word. Yep. Dark from get home got. edition. Don't get got. Cool. Shut up and sit down edition. There we go. All right. Snakes. 
Now's my wheelhouse. All right. <laughs> Phil Walker Harding, by the way. This is what immediately put Big Potato on the map for me because of this alone. This is a deduction game where you're trying to find... Yep, exactly. Now we're going to start a little bit of show and tell. The group has a multiple choice question and only two minutes to work it out. The snakes amongst them already know the right answer because everyone closes their eyes. The snakes mm -hmm. open it. You flip over the answer. They get a C. Flip it back down. Then... The, everyone's trying to get the right answer as best as they can. Um, the snakes get points for every wrong answer. So they're trying to confidently argue away from the right answer. Yeah. Or, like, or let people just dig their own hole. Like, what is Ronald McDonald called in Japan? Mr. Happiness, Donald McDonald, or Sensei Yum? You know? Like, that's a great... And these questions are bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I already knew I was going to like it because it's Phil Walker-Harding, but I really like the way it works, actually. It's pretty neat. I will say this. It's a fun game. I highly recommend it playing at the full contingency of, I think it's, what, six players? Yeah. Just because... The more the better. Yeah, when you're playing at, like, four, once uh, you can kind of figure out who is going to be the... the Right. The, not, not oh, the yeah, reason. three, it's like a given. Yeah. Uh, or, or four. No, no, four, four, four is the yeah. minimum. Yeah, it's, it's really obvious. Because there's one snake, there's one mongoose of truth. And you always know who the mongoose of truth is. Because yeah. once they, when you flip that card over, when it says right. uh, the mongoose of truth has to reveal themselves. Yeah. So then that only has three people that are hidden. Mm -hmm. And like, I think... And there's only the snake. one snake. Yeah. And so it's really obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, the more players is the better. But it is still a really fun game. Yeah. No, I, re I really like it. Uh, I say... It says four to eight players. I recommend six to eight, honestly. It's sure. The, the more players, it's it's fine at four. But if you're going to play it, six players. This is now my favorite of the big potato games. Yep. Cool. I agree. And here's the one uh, Mean Girls, the party game, that uh, now we can actually see what this is about. So here you go. Burn this book. Do we, do we need to, though? Yes, we, already, yes, we do. We already talked that, about that, it. That's part I mean... of our thing. We can finally see the words. All right, hold on. What does... Oh, yeah. What does their face smell like? What do they wear on Wednesdays? Onion rings, head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> I <All> mean... Right. <laughs> here you go. This is the one you wanted to talk right. about. So. so, here we go. This one. is What year did it come out? 2021. So, this is the smaller version that they have. Um, Big Potato. And this is also distributed by Game Right as well. Division of Seacup. Anyway. Nice buns. I am not just saying that to our audience. I am saying that because that's the name of this game. It's a light strategy game. Players try to sit together um, in the Nice Buns Buffet and race to fill up their plate with three sets of colorful bow buns. Each round, you roll three dice that let you collect, steal, and trade different buns. Now, I was about to tell you about it, but I'm glad we stopped here. It has three different sized dice, which is already cool. Um, the version that you see there has tokens. These are just cards. You're trying not to get... Uh... All right. See you, Sora. Thanks for dropping in. Um, you're, you're trying to draw these cards, and you don't want the fish head bun. Okay. So you roll three dice. The smallest die is a number from one to three. That's how many blind cards you draw from the deck. Okay. okay? And you get what you get. If you get the stinky ones, sorry, that messes you up. Um, then the, the second die has two colors on it normally. That's one of those two colors that you can pick from the available sushi ones which will not be the stinky buns. Mm -hmm. And then the final one is normally an action die, whether it's steal one from another player, give one of yours to another player, and it can be the fish one, or swap two. So the, what makes this interesting is that you roll the three dice, and you and the player on your left, you split it for them, they get the pick. It's a nice split you choose. 
That's always fun. Yeah, so I could be like, okay, well, I know you really want this green die, so but I'm just going to take that on my side, and I'm going to give you the other two dice, and let's see if you want to take only one die, or if I'm going to get the other two that are way better. Okay. It works really well. I like it. Um, I haven't played a full version of it, but I, I can see that the version that they're selling has like some really nice tokens, bright colors. It's pretty obvious to tell the difference between them. And uh, but this version, you can get this at five below, is five bucks. So yeah, yeah, no believe Can't you. argue that. All right, so let's... I bought it for this episode. <laughs> Next up on our list here, three wise words. You get three words. Choose them wisely. Hmm. Uh, a simple party game. Your partner has to guess the secret words. <laughs> Wasn't this the other one too? Uh, I forget what it was. Uh, the hat. Hat one? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you help them write down three different words as clues, but watch yeah. out if the other guess uh, any of your clues, they'll swoop down and steal your points. So yeah, because they're trying to guess your clues. Yeah, I, I think it was the tin tin foil hat one. Yeah. Yep. This one looks better. Three wise words. I like the art on that. That's. Beautiful. I like this one a lot better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even tell you it re-implements it. So. No, but it, I mean, there, there's been a lot of those. What next? Work together to pick and. Flick your path in three epic adventures? An adventure book? Hold on. Including what next? The brand new Pick Your Path adventure game where you... This, wait, is this Big Potato? Hold on. Alright. Where you never know what's waiting around the corner. Could be a giant, giant, gigantic koala, a, fleeting of, a fleet of rampaging robots, or an old lady with a rocket launcher. There's no telling. Work together for the rest of the players. Your goal is to navigate through the adventure, conquer any obstacle... You encounter and make it to the yes, end of one Yes, it's Big piece. Potato. Alright, so, unlike most adventure games, and what next isn't about picking the right path buried inside of these adventures. You'll find over 60 dexterity challenges, each one designed to stop you dead in your tracks. Want to grab a vine and swing from the trees? You'll need to throw a card into the air and catch it first. Decide to walk over that tightrope bridge? Well... First, you'll need to flick the wooden puck across the table without it falling off. It's important to master every mini game you come across these adventures, or might not, or you might not make it to the finish line. What is your thoughts on this? I want to play this. It looks interesting. Okay, let's look at the components real quick. All right, so let's look here. I mean, I'm intrigued. Yeah, no, it looks interesting. Like, here's the cards that okay. are set up. So then you have to play all these little different mini games. So it tells you the first part of the story, and then you have to do the adventure, and then it gives you one of the dexterity challenges? Yeah. Interesting. It looks pretty neat. I, I want to try this if I can find a pick uh, a copy of this. Let's see. Is it 60 mini games. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't... See, Normal Knight's selling it for 34 That's the only place you can find it right now. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean... <laughs> color me intrigued. Yep. Hey, look. More Muffin Time. Hey, more Muffin Time. The, the deluxe, deluxe edition. edition. This is the one that I'm familiar with. I think this is the adult version of Blockbuster. I'm pretty sure. Game for two. Uh, no, no, this oh, is a two-player two player version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. But it's it's a re-implementation. It's a two-player version. Cool. Um, shoot the stars. Here we go. Or shoot for the stars. This is the last one I brought for uh, show, and tell. show and tell. Just because I really like the piece in here. The idea of this is pretty simple. You are trying to outbid each other. Every answer is a or to each question is an answer that can be answered with a number. Mm -hmm. um, the goal is you want to be the captain, which means you have to bid the highest number, 
but if you go over, then everybody who jumps ship gets points instead. Here is a 3D little ship thing with compartments. Actually, it's a little thin cardboard, but it does work pretty well. On your turn, if you're the one who jumps up the number, then you get to jump into the captain's seats. Then everyone else can choose to either jump into the captain's seat instead of you, or if you think it's going too high, then you can jump out and uh, get points that way if you're correct. So then it always comes two different sides. There is also a, tr a trick to it as well, is that if you think you know the exact number, which I disputed, one of the answers was ob objectively wrong, and I proved it later. I was like, I know exactly this number. And and I showed, because I just watched a YouTube video about it two days prior to that, so maybe it's a new thing, I don't know. But I was like, no, that is not the correct answer now. I know exactly. If you could do it, you can shoot for the best. Uh, you can say, I know exactly what the number is, and everyone else then, no more bidding, they either are on or off, and then more points are awarded to whoever gets the correct answer. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like a quiz version of Celestia. Yeah. Or Cloud9 is another version mm -hmm. of that game. Yeah. It's pretty entertaining. We played it. Um, it was all right. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. You can tell that, that Big Potato Games is stepping up their stuff now. Yeah. Like, especially with the component-wise and yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. All right. Next one here is Sounds Fishy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fast thinking truth and lies question game uh, is about always knowing the right uh, it's about being able to spot the fake ones it's like a mix between the chameleon and balderdash it is a party game full of strange questions and even stranger answers pick up points by eliminating the fake answers that have been invited, uh, invented by other players but careful one of them has given the real answer accidentally choose it and you lose all your points in your turn if they can tell which answer sounds fishy, you'll need to sink on, or think on your feet, get creative, and push your luck to win the game where everyone else has an answer for you. I like both Chameleon and Balderdash. Balderdash. So, this is great. I love that box. That's great. <laughs> it looks like a, a fish tin. That's so good. Alright, what's one of the questions? Did it have? Was that last one in French? I couldn't tell. Alright, what does the old English word uh, wagpasti, like pasty, maybe? Mean in El Cacho, Spain, the tradition for a man dressed as the devil to jump over what? I actually know the answer to that. I can't remember what it was, but... Uh, bonfire, isn't it? Might be, I don't know. Uh... Pretty sure. Alright, <laughs> what did the ancient Egyptians do when their cat died? Mummify it. Uh, chicken versus hot dog, a flip it and stick it party game. Uh, it's time to sell this once for all. Who is the top dog or chicken? Get ready to find out. Split into teams or go one on one. Then grab your slingum and get ready to bid and flip your way to a sweet tasting victory. Turn over a challenge card, then secretly bid high if you think you can nail it, or bid low to avoid it. If both bids match, then it's flipperama time. Every time you compete, uh, complete a challenge, you get to turn over one of your character cards. The first player to turn over six wins. I've that, seen this game. bottle flipping. Yeah. That's the point. It, but it has a suction cup on the bottom, so it sticks a little bit better, but you still have to bottle flip. It's basically King's Cup. Yep. Yeah, in a way. Hey, here's a fun game right here. All right. The Great American Mail Race, which is, I think they, was his only Big Potato? Big Potato. Wow, right? okay. So this is one they really stepped up, because this is a great game. Yeah, this is a fun game. All right. Uh, score the most points to be crowned Mail Carrier of the Century. So this is a pick-up-and-deliver game. You're trying to bring different packages to different spaces. The farther distance, the more it's worth. 
uh, get the most points by completing different areas, different types of packages, all sorts of cool stuff. Has a stamp. Amazing components. That's the mailbox stamp is phenomenal. And, and it free, comes with refillable ink. When too. you move, you have like three different types, right? You have like a donkey or a horse. And there's, then... there's a whole slew of different things. I think there's like 12, oh, 13 official USPS methods. Everything from like, uh, like yeah, the donkeys or the, the Pony Express to rockets to steamboats to bicycles like. And that determines how you move. It's cool. The components Booger are great. Hole. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they have they have the funnier names. names yeah. I think it has truth or consequences. Truth or con- yep, yeah. It's got so yes, this is my favorite game so far of. of no, I think I like stakes more, but I do like this one. This for game game wise. Yes. This is the best because uh, no. uh, snakes is a party game, and for me. They're more in a different kind of category than something like a gamery kind of game. Yeah. All right. Next on the list here is Rollerama World Football. Uh, football in your pocket uh, comes in a pocket-sized tin, so you can take it to the kids' card game. Shout out dice and all wherever you go. Like real football, Rollerama World Football is uh, full of the same drama as a beautiful game, making it the ideal football gift. Uh, quick and simple to play, perfect for flick about at break time. I I still don't get what this is. It's dice rolling. Not that much I understand. Yeah, I'm assuming you just speed roll it. Yeah, it doesn't have any pictures for you to look at, so. Uh, soccer tournament in 15 minutes. All right, good face, bad face. One card's good, the other one, the other card's bad. Okay. Deceptively simple card game. It's all about pressing your luck and fooling your opponents each turn. Uh, someone creates a mystery pile of cards from the ones in their hand, passes it around. When it comes to you, you can turn over the top one or pass it on. The aim is to lay four good faces in front of you by turning over cards from the top of the pile. But beware, turn over a bad face, and it's and it'll chase all the good faces you are collecting away. So think again: do you do you turn over the top card or do you pass the pile on? Okay. That seems incredibly simple. I'm yeah. intrigued, though. Yeah, it's a bluffing game, so it's not... Yeah, you would hate it, but I'm intrigued, though. Next up is Block Party. Get others to guess objects you create in a small, colorful wood cube. This is a brand spanking new game. Brand new game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This literally just came out because I just saw the Dice Tower review of it. Uh, ready, set, build. Gather your friends and family. Get ready to build your blocks as best as you can. Or take a wild guess at some cubetastic creations. One person will be the guesser while everyone else picks a secret item from their list and gets building before the timer runs out. Uh, one uh, On each round, one player will be the guesser and the rest will be the builders. Turn over a challenge guard for the round. Example, build the tallest object. Use the fewest mm-hmm. colors. All the buildings that secretly pick, pick an object to build on their card. Then start the timer and get building using the colorful wooden blocks. Once the timer is up, guesser then goes around the table attempting to figure out what the others have built. Points are awarded for correct guesses and sneaky steals. The guesser token then moves to the next player and the rounds continue. Seems interesting. So, do you remember Pictures? It was a real grand game that won the yes, Steel Yes, yes, the one with the clay. No. No, 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 no. yeah. Uh, you're thinking something else. But this one, like, they had, like, eight different ways to make pictures, and that's yeah, kind of, yeah. like, the bit of it. They did this in that version, is you had, like, a series of cubes. This is this is that same general idea as far as how it works. However, the big difference is um, the fact that there's one guesser guessing all of them. Yeah. That's what makes it totally different, which is really cool. Okay. Looks interesting. Yeah. I mean, cheap production, right? Get the ick. All right, guess what grosses out other people, okay? 
You gave me this one, really. You gave me one that looks intriguing, and you give me... Alright, fine. Each round get the egg, the active player is presented with three distasteful situations uh, the, that the other people might do, such as seeing them write, heh heh, in a text, holding their nose while jumping into a swimming pool, or walking really slowly. Wasn't well, that bad? I think I do all ball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. But... The active player secretly chooses one of these situations that is the most icks out of all of them, then every player tries to guess which that situation is. While guessing, however, players can secretly mark a situation as something that they actually enjoy, scoring bonus points if the other players don't guess their secret attraction ahead of the tiles being revealed. I don't know. It's newish, so. It's newish. Maybe it's alright. Alright. It's not you, it's them. I love that tagline, though. That's pretty good. All right, next good. up here is True Crime Stories. Mm -hmm. Can you crack the case of three real-life crimes? The U.S. Postal Inspection Service is the oldest federal law enforcement agency in America. Uh, they've seen it all. They've uncovered letter bombs, recovered millions of stolen money, and taken down entire mafia rings. Now it's time for you to unravel some of the most high-profile cases and crack them yourself. Really? You'll take on a mafia king uh, pin in Society of Black Hand. It's like an escape room or a crime, like, uh, what is the one I just, uh... That's really cool. Yeah, so you bring down a corrupt art gallery on mass criminal mastermind. Uh, the adult party game may feature America's oldest law enforcement agency, but using phones, emails, and the internet makes it a strategy game for everyone. Uh, you'll need internet connection for this one. That This looks good. You're a postal inspector. That is legit. That sounds really neat. I'm not gonna lie. I have to look out for this one. I'm 100% in because my dad, my dad and myself both worked for the post office, and he wanted me to become a postal inspector okay. for the longest time because and they are like and I remember one of the craziest things if you've never worked in a post office before there is a uh, in some of them not all of them there is a single cage in the middle of the post office spot that is only allowed for the postal inspectors and it has like arsenal equipment like. Like crazy stuff, but it's just like right in the middle, and they they're like when they need equipment to like look at packages, and like this is this is where they get that stuff, right? <laughs> it's wild, but oh man, that's super intriguing. I'm gonna have to look at that one. Yes, true crime stories, lame name. All right, obey the clay. <laughs> Show off your clay modeling prowess with this exciting, Ardman inspired. Uh, game, which I think he's a illustrator. Oh yeah, no wait, no, this is something different. Okay, sees two. Uh, Obey the clay sees two teams use their clay to complete Ardman style challenges as fast as they can. I'm sure we'll look at that here in a minute. Uh, once they're done, they flip the timeomatic and they begin their rivals' turn to complete the task. The faster you go, the more pressure, or the, the more pressure your team is under. So if you run out of time, your other team wins around. So it's another one of those past the timer. Yeah. Um, but what are the challenges? Nope. 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 I'm all right. Nope. There's a dog card that says "Make it." Oh, it's uh, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know who that was. Make yourself a beak and use it to squawk the names of everyone on your team. Make a tongue and pretend to lick someone's face with it. Make three skittles and a ball, and knock the skittles down. Okay, pins. Okay. All right. You can't say um. Mm. This is some of their newer games. I haven't. There's no reviews or anything like that, so it looks like they're just coming out. Okay. Uh, card games for families, adults, and friends that fold loads of challenge. Uh, that folds loads of challenges. Discover strange and hilarious word cards in the party game, like Wobbly Hamster. 
compete with the other team and that rings a bell where every mistake leads to a ding on the board game bell perfect for game night the ultimate party game offers crazy card combos and entertaining challenges keeping everyone on their toes don't say um is easy to learn and offers endless fun with twists turns and unexpected surprises okay let's let's look at it let's see what that's about all right uh, crushed expensive cool ugly dancing bendy yeah i'm not Rule. Mm, so okay. this probably tell us the rules that we got to play and how things are working. So sure. Okay. All right. I don't hate that. Tom. And then finally, the Chameleon Party Edition. Picture edition. Picture edition. Party edition. That's the that's the normal version. Um. So it's literally the same game but with pictures instead. Yeah. It doesn't even have uh, pictures for us to see. Nope. It's brand new. It hasn't came out yet. But I like the Chameleon originally. Uh, although, you know, now that they made snakes, I don't know if I can keep this in my collection anymore. Yeah, I get you on so that So we'll one. see. Either way. All right. That was Big Potato Games. It took us a little while, but again, there's a lot of games and there's a lot of potatoes to go through. Yep. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, we hope you found that interesting. Uh, we gave our recommendations on the ones we liked. Um, out of all of those, Great American Mail Race is the one that I, I personally like the most. Although the True Crime Stories now is my most intriguing one. Yeah, the True Crime Stories is the one I do want to play next. I, I do like the the Great Mail Place. I still think Snakes is my favorite game out of everything we've talked yeah. about. Clask is another good one. Yeah, Clask is really up there for me. So, all right. So if you ever want to join us on a live episode like our friends Illuminous, Sora, uh, Mario Fanatic, or anybody else who joins us on a live episode, by all means do it and voice your opinion. Join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube under youtube.com slash at Everyday Board Games Podcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. And if you ever want to uh, email us directly by contacting us, whether it's to enter in future contest ideas, uh, give us ideas for upcoming episodes, or even just to say hello, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. And remember, all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now Apple. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming. <laughs>